This episode brought to you by Chime, the award-winning app and debit card that can save you money today. Also brought to you by Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. the nostalgia critic guy remember it so you don't have to hard to believe it's been 10 years since the first twilight movie came out since the last twilight movie came out damn these films are old 2008 man that's 15 years since millions of teenage boys were dragged by millions of teenage girls to see a film series that had them scratching their heads saying really this is what's gonna get me laid girls are stupid now let me go watch my equally non-pandering franchise did i just say franchise did i just make up a good word Anyway, yeah, boys and girls really like a lot of shit in the path. That's nothing new. But the Twilight franchise was distinctly awful. And what I mean by that is, it seemed to encapsulate every kind of bad there was. Some are so bad they're good, others are just boring. Some try fourth wall humor, others try to play it straight. Some are just harmless fluff, others are some of the most harmful things you can show a young person involving romance. Oh yes, this clearly falls into the category of romantic fantasy, not to be taken too seriously, and the generation that grew up with it turned out <clears throat> fine, so I wanted to see if these movies were as awful as I and everyone who memed them remember. After all, over time, the lead actors have proven themselves to be quite talented. Could it be there was something, even the tiniest thing about it, that was legitimately intelligent? No! It's just dumb! Well, let's not waste any time, because Christ, we have a lot of movies for that. Let's start with the original, Twilight. Based on the 2005 young adult novel, I'll admit, I had no idea what to expect from this film. All I knew about the book was that distinct cover and that it was everywhere. I didn't even know it was about vampires or werewolves or whatever. I was pretty much going into it blind. But the book was a big hit and the director seemed to have a decent enough track record. So I walked in with pretty much no expectations. And put simply, I was delightfully amazed at how terrible it was. <laughs> However, there is a little bit of an asterisk with that. I'll explain in a minute. The setup, Bella Swan, played by Kristen Stewart, moves to a new school in Seattle where she falls in love with a boy named Edward Cullen, played by Robert Pattinson. It's love at first whiff. Oh yeah, these actors can smell how bad this has got to be. <laughs> Look, he has wings, it's symbolic. This movie's going places I didn't think it would dare! Edward reveals himself to be a vampire. Yeah, I was shocked by that too. And despite trying to keep his distance, he has a strong need to instantly protect Bella. I feel very protective of you. Yep, they barely have a conversation, yet he sees himself as Mario to her peach. You're really gonna regret that after five movies, but we'll get to that too. Bella reacts to this the same way she reacts to everything, with no reaction. And she discovers that not only is Edward 108 years young, but he and his vampire family feast on animals rather than humans, and rather than die in the sunlight, they sparkle like a giant lip gloss. It's like diamonds. You're beautiful. Are we sure Stephanie Meyer wasn't an AI specifically writing for teen girls? This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Sparkle, sparkle! You're not worthy of that meme. 
When a bunch of bad vampires get a literal scent of this, the war is on to stop the romance resulting in all of the baddies getting killed off except for one who vows revenge. I wanted to kill you. I've never wanted a human's blood so much in my life. I trust you. What? Okay, so this is a very easy film to rip apart, and when I first saw it, I told all my friends, you have to see how bad it is. The terrible writing, the stilted acting, the laughably bad wire work. This scene. It's a laugh riot. If you don't know all this going in. See, by the time my friends got around to watching it, they already heard about the sparkling skin, the fan fiction premise, the emotionless performances. Because of that, they found it really boring. And yeah, it really is. If you go into this completely blind, it's a definite so bad it's good movie. But if you already know the memes and what happens in it, the film is honestly very dull to look at and listen to. The only thing that's kind of entertaining is how they make the mother of all dysfunctional couples try to sound romantic. How did you get in here? The window. I like watching you sleep. I just like to watch you guys. I love you and Johnny. Uh, yeah, sure, throw that on there. So yes, there is a lot that's bad about this movie, but it's not an insane kind of bad if you know what you're getting going in. That's where New Moon comes in. <laughs> only one year later, and man does it show. New Moon officially creates the love triangle that horny girls convince themselves they could be in the middle of. Team Edward versus Team Jacob. Played by Taylor Lott- oh my god. Forgot that's the hair he originally had. Yeah, looks good on you, man. Looks, looks really great. He drops it, right? Okay, phew. Though, you seem to be missing something else. Was your long hair glued to all your shirts? No, really, I'm not kidding. Jacob being shirtless in this is like the ice puns in Batman and Robin. You think, nah, that can't be the majority of the movie, but it sure as hell is. And just like that, Batman, get used to those nipples. They're gonna be looking at you for a while. Nudist colonies cover up more than Jacob. So, okay, Bella and Edward are living blandly ever after until the unthinkable happens. Bella gets a cut, causing the vampires to go crazy. Wait, that's not unthinkable, that's incredibly thinkable. Like, day one, you should have been concerned about this. You know you're vampires, right? Anyway, this is enough for Edward to break up with Bella and move away. Yeah, most of the movie, these two aren't even together. You just don't belong in my world, Bella. I belong with you. No, you don't. I know Stuart got a lot of flag for her acting in this, and rightfully so, but honestly, Pattinson is just as bad. And yeah, I know, they were young, they hit something that caught on, and they wrote it out to good movies eventually, but I'm not gonna pretend because he was in the lighthouse, this magically becomes good. He's supposed to break up with her, and I guess pretend like he doesn't love her, but he has to act bad enough so the girls in the audience can catch on that he doesn't mean it, which just makes the acting worse. I don't want you to come. You're just not good for me. But if it's not too much to ask, Do any of these people people? Don't do anything reckless. This is the last time you'll ever see me. What tone is he even going for here? It's like he's trying to be good at being bad, which just turned out bad, so he's like, screw it. I don't even care how I'm saying this line. Goodbye. Just say cut already. The reason he doesn't want her to do anything reckless is, get this, whenever her life is in danger, his spirit appears. So you guessed it, she repeatedly crashes vehicles and jumps off cliffs just to get Edward's attention. 
So you know, kids, if things don't work out with your high school sweetheart, like most young love goes, it's not that he was your perfect mate, it's that yes he is, he just needs convincing. He said no, well just wily coyote yourself back into his heart. What's the worst that could happen? You die? So Edward thinks she's dead and is about to expose himself to sunlight in front of a crowd. Oh no, he'll explode! Oh wait, he'll just sparkle, that's right. But people will know vampires are real! Good. Don't really see why this is a secret. I mean, you eat animals like other people eat animals, and hell, medical technology has come a long way and maybe can help. You know, maybe staying in the shadows was wrong. Come on out and let the world see who you really are now. Bella saves Edward from exposing himself. I bet enough of him wasn't exposed already. And the Vampire High Council, led by Michael Sheen bullshitting his way to the easiest paycheck he ever got, says they can be together. Well, there's only one way to follow up this rickety love roller coaster of endless misery. Marry me, Bella. What? You assholes were barely together in this movie! She spent more time with Jacob, who I'll admit outside of the father is the only character I legit feel sympathy for. The whole film he's trying to be kind and help Bella out, and all she does is act like she wants him and then acts like she doesn't. Sure, he's way too confident in his body image, but he was there for her. For whatever baffling reason, he wanted to help her despite being bonkers cuckoo bananas. But the insane choices these people make are way too nutty not to find funny. It's not laugh out loud hilarious, but it's so hypnotically awful, it can be quite entertaining. Unlike its 2010 follow-up, Eclipse. Eclipse, in some respects, is the worst kind of Twilight movie, a self-aware one. And to make it even worse, it's not that bad at it. You see, the director of this ended up acquiring a pretty interesting resume, and this is the first film where you got the feeling everyone involved knew they were making crap. When I read it, it, wasn't, it was like it was a book that wasn't supposed to be published. I've probably made five really good films. What am I doing with this kid? I'm 108 years old. I kind of ignore their duties instantly. They just kind of, they just want a bone. It's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> Millions of Twilight fans out there, they, just, they don't want it to be over. It's a little bittersweet, isn't it? For them! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, they stuck it out. They gave audiences what they were looking for. But there is a cynicism that, at first, is kind of welcome. Like Edward asking if Jacob ever wears a shirt. Doesn't he own a shirt? Or Jacob warming up Bella because Edward has no body heat, saying, Let's face it, I am hotter than you. There's even a graduation speech pretty much saying, High schoolers are dumb and get into a lot of stupid things, so go easy on them. This is the time to make mistakes. Fall in love, change your mind, and change it again. Nothing great, but in terms of Twilight writing, this is Rick and Morty self-awareness. It's the most competently done, and therefore, the least interesting. But it's still pretty damn bad. The film opens with Bella denying Edward's proposal. Oh, sorry, was he moving too fast for you, Miss Jump Off a Cliff, if he doesn't look at me? And he keeps asking over and over like a five-year-old who has a crush on his babysitter. Marry me. Mm. Marry me. I can't. Marry me. Get But oh no, Jacob called dibs and he wants her. And things get worse when that evil vampire from the first film wants revenge. Oh yeah, wasn't that like a big thing at the end of the first film? Like, oh, she's gonna get him, just you wait, and then they forgot about her in movie two. Well, she's back in movie three! Yeah, if you called her the League of Shadows, this suddenly be brilliant. And they have an amazing plan to throw her off their trail. Have Jacob carry Bella, shirtless of course, so her scent will be disguised by his scent. Your scent will mask mine if you carry it. 
Odawolf coming up. Yeah, we were gonna have you two bow and like, well, a Twilight porno parody, but what do you think this is? A Twilight porno parody? Is this a trick question? No, no, that'll be the next one. They do end up defeating the evil vampire after Bella cock teases Jacob some more. Kiss me. I'm asking you to kiss me. You know, screw these two camps. I'm setting up a Team Sanity tent. But ultimately, she goes with Edward and agrees to marry him. Don't cry, Jacob. You're kind of escaping a cult. I don't know. Everyone in these movies acts so batshit crazy. The further you get away from him, the healthier you're probably going to be. But unfortunately, we can't get away as we have to partake in the absolute worst of the bunch. Oh, you better take a break. I have to prepare for this. Hey there. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking your credit score? Didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. Are you really still going? Please stop. You're gonna... Oh, get me oh, okay, okay. So, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash nostalgia. That's Chime.com slash nostalgia. Still going with that, I see. Well, it's... Okay, okay, I'm gonna let this fast person talk while I... Want some more. A Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stripe Bank. Then they pursue into a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account at $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact of score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except that money pass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Okay, seriously, stop. You're causing the place to come down. Good gracious, I didn't know yawns could do that. Oh, let's get to the next one. Factor, this new year you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Are places exploding? Can yawns do that? All right, double time. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. Oh my god, my grandma lived there! Goodbye, Granny! Uh, too busy to cook? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. I just saw a mosquito burst into flames from yawning. This isn't life! No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live into the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. My toe's on fire! Ah! Okay, better. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Not like this, not like this! Want to come back on takeout? Give Factor instead! Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor, because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you want to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. I can't breathe. The smoke is killing me. But what's not killing me is factor. I segue that one like a pro. Get factor and enjoy.
enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. This is end time, so listen closely to the deal. Head to factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 and use the code nostalgia50 to get 50% off your first box. <coughs> That's code nostalgia50 at factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 to get 50% off your first box. Um, goodbye. <laughs> Check out Doug playing Miles Morales every Friday on Twitch. We also have content here five days a week. Hope to see you there. So in 2011, Breaking Dawn Part 1 was released. It was two parts because Harry Potter did it. You know, not having enough movies, and then everyone was like, oh, I didn't know we could money this way. Two parts it is. Anyway, Breaking Dawn Part 1 is easily the worst one. It has its dumb, laughably idiotic moments like the others, but it's also crazy unpleasant. Like, who the hell would go back and watch this a second time? I remember looking forward to watching this and laughing my ass off like the other movies, but this was one of the most unenjoyable experiences I ever had watching a film. What the hell director put this together? That totally tracks. So it opens with Edward and Bella getting married and her dream of becoming a vampire, kinda, is about to happen. Yeah, I forgot to mention, she really wants to be bitten by Edward and live forever. So, you know, all you teens afraid of death. You should be. Live forever. Throw yourself off a cliff. Either works, these movies are garbage. Anyway, Edward takes her to see the boy who tried to steal her away. Cause, you know, it's a sign of real love. Everything's perfect now. They dance in the most awkward of silences. My heart's as warmed as dippin' dots. And then he starts yelling at her and manhandling her because she says she's gonna bonk Edward while she's still human. It's really none of your business. You are joking. You can't be serious, Bella. Tell me you're not that stupid. You see what I mean? It's instantly miserable. Now it does bounce back with some of that fun Twilight craziness as when Bella and Edward finally do the deed, it results in this. That's the kind of stupidly fun stupid I'm looking for. It gets uncomfortable again, though, when she's covered in bruises. Edward's ashamed, and Bella's like, nah, I love it. Don't ruin this. I've already ruined it. I mean, it was amazing for me. Which, okay, I guess it's consensual and everything, but does anyone else feel odd an audience of teens are watching a boy leave bruises on a girl during a lovemaking scene in the film's like, this is fine. Why can't you see how perfectly happy I am? I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but things get complicated when she discovers a little Vlad is cooking in the oven. I know that it's impossible, but I think that I'm pregnant. At first I didn't know what they were talking about when they were saying this is impossible as, yeah, vampires can't produce babies, but they can't sparkle and should be able to turn to bats and sleep in coffins and hypnotize people. I really thought they were just vampires in name only. How was I supposed to know you're suddenly sticking to the script? Regardless, everyone acts like a little demon is growing inside her, and again, there's just this relentless nastiness to the movie. Carla will get that thing out. The thing? What is it? Take it out of her. The fetus isn't good for Bella. I can see what that thing's doing to you. I can feel him. I don't know what it's trying to do or say, but it's the equivalent of Captain Planet talking about AIDS. You're clearly not talented enough to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, the baby is sucking the life out of her. The rest of the movie is pretty much just watching her die while she gives birth. Get him out! No! No! Ah! How romantic.
And after she does finally pop the kid out, Jacob goes to kill this thing. Like, what is happening? And then, I honestly don't know how to explain this. He sees the baby and instantly falls in love. That is awful. I shit you not, they call it imprinting, and Jacob is destined one day to be this kid's special fuzzy friend. Ew, please let that be the end of your speech. Honestly, I had such a hard time following it and hated everything else so much, I couldn't even register what the hell it was saying. The only thing I remember about this ending is that it did lead to one cool shot after Edward bites her and turns her into a vampire. That was a cool final ending in a multitude of terrible. Seeing this again just brought back all the uncomfortable feelings I had watching it the first time. There is just nothing enjoyable about it. The final installment better get back to the bullshit I'm used to. Now this is the trash I signed up for. In 2012, the final installment, Breaking Dawn 2, was released. Like the others, it's quite bad, but it is hands down the most entertainingly bad. I couldn't believe this was the same director as the previous one. I mean, apart from it being dog shit, but it's some of the wackiest canine feces this film could throw at you. After Bella becomes a vampire, she visits her baby daughter. If that's what you can call this, when did this become a baby geniuses movie? Oh, and if you're wondering why they went CG with this and didn't just get a real baby, it was actually to cover up a worst effect. I shit you not, this was the original baby they had. This movie. Can, can I imprint on this film? I'm instantly in love with this movie. Speaking of which, Jacob tells Bella he imprinted on her, or she imprinted on him. You imprinted on my daughter? It wasn't my choice. I'm still not following this, but I'm pretty sure saying that doesn't make things better. And for whatever reason, he calls her Nessie. It was Nessie who wanted me there. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? What the hell am I watching? Despite her real name being Ernesme. Uh, go back to calling her the likeness monster. Nessie starts growing at a rapid pace. Hey, Jacob, you'll be able to get that in about a year's time. Yeah, okay, this is pretty creepy. But the Vampire Council hears about the child and decides she must be killed. The whole film is basically building up this big battle and at long last using some of the money these movies made to go into its effects. You know, after a while. And it pays off in a big showdown. Ah, young Ben. Now keep in mind, Michael Sheen is already acting pretty odd in this, even by Twilight standards. But when they bring Nessie over, he gives a reaction, I'm just gonna say it, justifies all these terrible movies' existence. <laughs> do me. Do me right now, movie. We'll do it on the desk. Draw me like one of your French girls! What in all of cinematic history was that? I burst out laughing in the theater and half the audience joined me. Even Twilight fans couldn't believe they were seeing what they were seeing. <laughs> that cackle has brought me so much joy over the years. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I just put that on and it's like instant better. The only thing to make this even more amazing is an interview Sheen did where, no joke, I had to rewind this to make sure I heard what I heard. The one that's in this film is actually probably the most subtle, toned-down version of the ones that we did on set. What the hell did he do in those other takes? 
was he like, I am going on a national treasure style hunt to find that footage. As if things couldn't possibly get any crazier, it breaks out one of the silliest, wackiest, but also crazily entertaining fights I've seen in anything. Limbs are flying, heads are being ripped off, the friggin' earth opens up. Absolutely none of it looks real, but that just adds to the craziness. It's like an Asylum-style Marvel movie. Where was all of this in the other films? All of this fun seems too good to be true, and wouldn't you know it, it is. Yep, none of that happened. It's all just a vision to show what would happen if the leader of the council attacks. No kidding, it was the first time in all my screenings of these movies, I actually heard the audience boo a little. It took five films, but we got there. As if that wasn't enough, these random vampires from somewhere else show up and say, ah, human vampire babies are totally a thing. It's cool. I am half human, half vampire. Things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! So the council pisses off and Edward and Bella live happily ever after waiting for Jacob to bone their kid. Should I start calling you dad? No. Thanks. Never show that edit again. This movie is so out of its mind, it's hard to believe it's a Twilight movie. Yes, the others are stupid, but this one has life, energy, and effects that clearly can't keep up with that life and energy, but in a weird way that kind of gives it even more life and energy. It is the best kind of bad to end this series on. And with all that said, by God, this series is terrible. But is there any harm in showing it to younger people? Well. I personally think so, as its messages are horrendous. But then again, I didn't really see an increase of girls tossing themselves off cliffs so their boyfriends can simp for them. Maybe it's to some audiences like what old Disney films are to me. They're fairy tales. You're not supposed to literally find your true love in three days. It's an abbreviated and exaggerated story. That's what fairy tales are. Maybe that's the mindset younger people had watching this. But it probably goes without saying, this is no Snow White. These are absolute garbage movies, but they can be laughable garbage, and I guess do reflect a time when this is what young people were looking for in a romantic fantasy. We all have our crap we grew up with, but it is definitely crap. And as long as we don't take it too seriously, maybe we can look back and cringe, chuckle, and yes, grow away from it. I am finding those outtakes. I'm the Nostalgia Critic, I remember it so you don't have to. We're still doing cameos for charity, and this month we're doing Code Angels. This one was actually starred by a friend of mine several years ago. Code Angels buys new warm winter clothing for Chicago's children in need. It's helped over 4,000 kids, but that's only a fraction of how many more still need help. Even though it's February, winter still gets crazy cold around here. We actually just had snow a few days ago. And so many children deserve to feel warm, and you can help them out with that. So if you want a video of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. And even if you're like, no, I hate your face, well, consider giving to this charity anyway. It's a wonderful organization doing wonderful things. Check them out when you get a chance and see all the incredible things they accomplish.